Welcome to DeGay's Watch Degrassi, the podcast where my expertise and my skepticism shed a new rainbow on this Canadian after-school special. Hello, David. Hey. How are you doing? Fine. Why are you asking this? Other podcasts do that. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but they probably don't see each other constantly. Yeah. So... Spoiler alert, we live together. Today, we are listening to When Doves Cry, part two. Oh shit, did I even write? I didn't even write a song. I need to do that. Oh my god. <gasps> technical difficulties. Okay, technical re- difficulties were resolved. Yeah. The difficulties being that I forgot to write the synopsis, but I did it now. And here it is. Craig is reeling after his dad beat him up. Bad. When he hatches a plan to take Angie to BC, Joey calls Albert again. Craig runs away when his dad becomes violent, meeting up with Sean and a train. Everyone is scared for Craig, and when he finally breaks down at his mother's grave... He gets the family he always wanted. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What is your favorite part of the classic Degrassi intro? Um, the books. Mr. Simpson's. Mr. Simpson's getting spelling. Getting uppercutted by the letter. <laughs> Either that or JT getting his face splashed. Sending a text message with poltergeist like activity is cost extra. I wish they still had that, but now we just sign message. Craig is really messed up after his dad hit him. It's really bad looking. I mean, obviously. Did it under the clothes though? Smart abuser. No visible bark. That's that surgeon brain. Craig's dad essentially bribes him, gives him a huge wad of cash to get a new camera. And that is the classical cycle of abuse. There's tension. Texting. (laughs) There's watches that vibrate. So in the cycle of abuse, tension builds up. It builds and it builds and it builds to the point that there's an explosion. Using Craig and Albert as an example, the tension builds as Albert is feeling... Craig trying to reach outside of the family. He feels threatened by Joey. That tension builds and builds and builds until it explodes with him beating the shit out of him. And then he uses bribery in the form of all that money and gifts his way into Craig liking him again, which leads to the honeymoon or nice phase which, as you see later, continues. He gets Chinese food, gets videos, but the honeymoon phase never lasts. The tension always rebuilds and another explosion. That's why it's a cycle. JT is still after Paige, and she actually says yes to him because she is now taking that bet and going to get paid to go out with him. Did anyone ever really get paid to go out with people? I don't know. Seems like kind of one of those TV show tropes. It's like, does that really happen? Well, it also makes no sense because Spinner's meant to always be broke. Yeah, so where does he get the money to bribe Paige? 
Emma and Craig are talking about the adults singing 80s hits. That's the taking care of business scene that I mentioned that was deleted. And Emma wants to be on Craig's side because she likes him. So she agrees to let him come see Ange when she picks her up. Even though that's sort of what they both know shouldn't be happening. They go to a park, she can just be playing and not acting. She wants to go to, Angie wants to get to the park when they pick her up. And Emma knows that she shouldn't let her and Craig go out alone. But Emma wants to do whatever it takes to impress Craig. So this is the whatever it takes moment of the episode. That's the wrong one. Shoot. Whatever it takes. That's the one I meant to hit. Uh, it's not the make it through moment. Shoot. I'm just throwing in another one. Because I'm embarrassed. Emma will do whatever it takes to impress Craig. Because she just thinks he's so dreamy. And in one of the iconic moments in Degrassi history, they're playing at the park and Angela sees Craig's messed up body from his dad. No, it's from a dinosaur. It's one of the Toronto Raptors. (laughs) That's how they are so good at scoring. That's a good way to say you don't know what they play for. They're good at scoring, you're right. And they can also defend. (laughs) See? And their coach is certainly a coach. Yes. The more than three players on the team are really formidable. What a stadium, I assume. (laughs) Basketball, hockey, basketball. Mm -hmm. See, I kind of knew that. Big wrinkle in their plan. Joey comes home early. Ebba has let Angie go off with Craig. Joey's pissed, going out to look for them. Oh, but we are back to JT and Paige's date. They're at the classic movie theater where Paige ends up working eventually. Aw, he gets Paige a little bear. It's actually really cute. Joey's, like, scared, doesn't know where Angie is. Really all he has left since his wife is gone. But he'll have a son too soon. Craig asks Angie if she remembers British Columbia, but she doesn't. And Paige, or Paige, Craig wants to take her to British Columbia on a bus because he's ready to get away from his dad. Angie spills the beans. Right at that moment, Joey runs up and yes, Angie spills the beans talks about all his money. Joey gets really angry and screams at him. Stay away from her. I made it! It's exactly what he sounds like. This is kind of showing that there's already something wrong with Craig. It's a long journey for Craig with his mental health, but we can already tell there's something wrong. Wanting to run away to British Columbia, semi-kidnapped your sister that's all you know when he gets back home and his dad gets home he has chinese and videos like i mentioned they're vhs's which is really hilarious still the era of that and he's like hey we're gonna relax but then 
The unthinkable happens and Joey calls again. Craig immediately knows he's in so much trouble. He runs away and this is where the deleted scene of the episode comes in. It's more of an extended scene of his dad fully breaking down the door with his golf club. Hmm. Does he then give money for a new door? You can get one of those digital ones. <laughs> digital door. Won't open. Won't open. Not this one. Not this one. Dun, dun, dun. I know the scary theme, like the scary music, it really gets me every single time. Craig really quickly packs a bag, calls Sean, and just gets out of there. Here's Albert. Essentially, that's what he's doing, and it's like pretty freaking scary. Like, oh, so we're back with JT and Paige, and we got a little bit of product placement. Seven slamming spices. I really Little like Coke that one. Cups. Yes, the Coke cups. I know they're classic movie theater stuff, but it still counts. They're actually having chemistry, joking with each other and stuff. And it's kind of sweet because it's the beginning of their friendship. And they're really good friends throughout the series. Why did they need to bring sunglasses? Well, you know, that's how you know that they're spying on them. I know, it's really silly. They Aww. they pay Paige in front of JT, just like humiliate him even further. Oh, and another thing, it says pizza pizza behind them, which is like so funny because that's the same pizza brand that they show in the cafeteria and in the episode when the creepy guy buys pizza for Emma. Hmm. Mushroom. Mm-hmm. That should have been our first clue. Right. I do like mushroom on a pizza, though. Mushroom, tomato, feta, some artichoke hearts. I like pineapple. I like pineapple and sausage. Mm-hmm. Maybe plus some tomato. Damn, now I want pizza. And seven slamming spices. Seven slamming spices. <laughs> that one's like... One of the best ones. Right off the back of JT... Heartbroken. ...getting <laughs> humiliated is our Canada-speak moment of the episode. Say about. About. He says, you got paid to go out with me. You almost just said it American style. I know, it's hard to do. You got paid to go out with me. So... That is our Canada speak at the moment. And then Paige just use, has a retro speak moment where she says, sue me, which people don't really say anymore. But that I remember that being a thing, even when we were too young to really understand what sue you meant. Like, right. be like, I'm going to sue you. It's like, over what? Like, broken pencil or whatever it was that we were arguing over, like, as third graders. But it's really sad because JT made a really huge effort and he was also really excited. Right. Mm, pizza or Chipotle. Do you think they sous vide their chicken or whatever? And then they just like grill it real quick? Maybe. They should if they don't. Maybe they ship it out already cooked. Mm, that's probably it. 
they like sous vide it on site or whatever fr freeze it and then just like ship it out to all the chipotles across our fine nation sean and craig are walking on the train tracks foreshadowing the upcoming scene telling sean about how he fights with his dad and sean says you asked me before if my parents hit me does your do your parents hit you and craig does not answer the question Ah, uh, he winds up in the streets later. Yeah, uh, he tells Sean about wanting to move to BC, and Sean tells him that he shouldn't, it's a bad idea, and it'll suck. And he'll end up on the streets, which then he does. He'll never be alone. Yeah, I feel bad for Craig sometimes, but then he just does so much messing up and using people that I can't really fully feel bad for him all the way he struggles but then he has the same struggles over and over and it's like dude come on so instead of answering sean's question about whether or not his dad hits him he gets on the train tracks and won't get off another red flag that something is not okay with craig you know is he's being abused and that's called amazing trauma but it's oh, also well, the skateboard flying through the air Someone oh had gosh. to, like, chuck that in the air, like, spinning, and they filmed it. And we're probably like, this looks so dramatic. People are going to be like, is he dead or not? Probably lots of times, too. They probably did it, like, five or six times. Nah, one take only. Just like all the takes with Angie, just one. Craig playing chicken with the tracks is the it goes there moment of the episode. <laughs> He for sure has problems outside of just his dad abusing him. And if you didn't catch my explanation last episode, that is from the It Goes There promos in the end. If you used to be an end watcher like I was. Here, I'll give you another one real quick. What? Honestly, I know you never watched the end because you were in Britain at that time, but if you had, that would trigger such a memory What's for you. Man? So it, it was a channel that they showed Degrassi on and other Canadian TV and other stuff. I believe it was a Nickelodeon channel. That's and what I was assuming. I was like, is she just talking on Nickelodeon? But just be like, the end. Used to watch the end. It was the a N. secondary Nickelodeon channel that was split. Half the day was Noggin, which is like early childhood shows. And then the other half of the day was the end, which was teen shows. LOL. So like you sit your small child down to watch some early development shows. And then you come back and they're watching Craig play chicken with a train. Yes. They had a really long, uh, there was like a really long bumper between when it switched though. It was like a 10 or 15 minute bumper that like played between the two, like the N and Noggin that was like the, N, the Noggin's gone for today, the N's coming up next, and then it would be like the N is about to start. So like, I think that was to avoid that. But it was at, like, 5 p.m. or something, so it's not like your kid would still be watching TV. You're right. I've never seen a kid on an iPad at a store at 8.30 p.m. Oh, my gosh. 
we had the weirdest weekend going to do things and there being children in inappropriate locations. We went to dinner. That's fine. Whatever. Kids go to dinner. But then we went to see Candyman, the rated R movie, and there were several people with their children and, like, not, like, 12, like, 8. I was like, what? I mean, maybe I'm just sheltered because my parents would have never let me do that. And then we were walking out of the movie theater at, like, 10, 15 or 10.30, and there were people walking in with their children who are about to sit down to a two-hour movie. So it's like, so you and your kids are going to leave the movie theater at midnight? That... People love their Marvel movies. Oh, right. There's that one that's out right now. Also, Paw Patrol. But I have a feeling that Paw Patrol probably doesn't have a showing at 10 p.m. I really hope that, I mean, maybe, but do you think the parents whose kids watch Paw Patrol also take their kids to 10 p.m. showings? Also, that's just, like, irresponsible for Paw Patrol to have 10 p.m. showings. Anyway, 1312. <laughs> it's true. Sean and Emma go running into Joey to try and ask for his help with Craig. We don't get to see Emma and Sean come together to save Craig. That happens off screen, which I find slightly unfortunate because I feel like Emma was for sure still mad at Sean and it would have been nice to see them be like, no, we have to do this because Craig needs us right now. Oh, yeah. We're friends now! I feel like that would have been a cool scene to see and, like, maybe it was in the script at some point, but I didn't see a deleted scene for it, so they probably didn't film it if it ever existed. Joey kind of says, I don't know, what do you want me to do? There's nothing I can do, you know? Like, shrug. And he says, you know, Craig's dad is the problem. He's beating him. Joey's like, I can't accuse him of that. And then the double iconic moment of the episode when Angie chimes in. A dinosaur beats him. All purple. A lot of people. So Joey's like, see kids, his dad's not doing anything. It's a dinosaur. I can't be accusing his dad of being a dinosaur. A lot of people think that scene is, like, really, like, sad, but I just think it's kind of funny. Right. Dinosaur hurts. Oh, purple! (laughs) David. Sean and Craig are out. Boom. Driving. Looking for Craig. And they can't find him, but then... Uh, Emma says, there's one more place you should look. He's, she's looking through his album that he made. After going through his diary and finding nothing on that, they decide to search through more of his crap. And sure enough, he is at his mom's grave. It's really sad. Because Craig's life sucks. His mom died when he was, I don't know, 11, 12, and... His dad just beats the crap out of him. It sucks. Won't even let him see his stepsister. I mean, his half-sister. He's a liar! Liar! (laughs) It's another very iconic moment. Again, Craig is, like, off the rails. Like, he is not doing well. Off the rails? Like, that train almost was. Uh, Ha, ha, ha. Nah, would have just squished him. He hits you, doesn't he? And you deserve it. There's a deleted scene in a later episode where Craig says, Joey, are you going to hit me like my dad? Uh, I forget which episode it's in, but I think it's the one where he takes the car. 
Craig has a boundary problem throughout the rest of his life because of his dad and feeling inadequate. But he finally breaks down and cries into Joey's arms and admits that his dad hits him. Then he sings Jitterbug. Paige is feeling residual guilt, goes and finds JT to apologize. Is her hair done? It's kind of hard to tell. Like, she never really had the mullet in the first place, so it's all kind of confusing. She tells him that he was a good date and that, you know, she might even consider dating him again if he wasn't in the subterranean social strata. She says, it's nothing personal. I only date up. She's just so full of herself. It drives me nuts. (laughs) But their friendship is really cute. Is this the make it through moment? This is a moment of JT and Paige. They are really awesome. And I really wanted them to date, but they never do. And it's unfortunate. I feel like after Paige broke up with Spinner in season four or whatever, then they could have dated and then he would have never gotten liberty. Interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Is he going to get a kiss? JT convinces Paige to give him a kiss. On the lips or on to the cheek? commemorate their date. And yes, she kisses him on the cheek. And he's very happy, and she's like, we're so even, so. Oh, you get her the bear. Yeah, and she takes the bear, so that's kind of cute. We like bears in this house. Joey and Craig roll up to his now former home. Craig's, or Joey says, do it just like we talked about. Go in, say as little as you can, and then get out. His dad is acting all heartbroken and sad. This is exactly how abusers act in order to keep you in their clutches when you try to escape. He says, you're breaking my heart just like your mother. And it's like, well, you don't deserve endless love when you don't treat people even to a minimum level, you know? And Craig outlines a few scenarios for his dad. He says... I can go to Children's Aids now, I can go stay with Joey while we figure this out, or I can come back here and live with you and you can beat me. I don't beat you. And when his dad says, I don't beat you, that is the moment where Craig's like, this is it, I have to leave. He's not even acknowledging what has literally happened. And even though it's a really sad, sad moment, this is the make it through moment of the episode. I could leave my beating dad. But Craig says, I have to do this for me. He gets out of there and he knows that he's going to be okay, even without his dad. It's crazy how they're driving in in a convertible and Craig's hair's not blowing in the wind. Right? Isn't that wild? (laughs) That episode feels like it's way shorter than the first one because there's so much packed into that first episode. But that is the end of When Doves Cry Part 2. Craig escapes his abusive dad and Joey gains a little bit more family to support him being that his wife is gone. Oh. And to support. 
Teenage boys eat a lot of food as a former teenage boy. Way more than I imagine a four-year-old or a three-year-old, whatever Angie is. Hey, don't get off of my fries, dog. Yeah. Be up in their fries. I'm gonna be up in their fries. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We will check back in for season two, episode three. Rated TV 14, foul language. Okay, we'll be back for season two, episode three. Girls just want to have fun. After Emma finds out that her mom's dating her teacher, she decides it's time for some rebellion, and she sneaks out with Manny to the seniors dance but things don't quite go as she planned with Craig. He doesn't actually like her. He likes someone else? Is that gonna cause drama? You know it, cause it's Degrassi. My disc man.